Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time. Time to eat. I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions. That's right. Let's learn about God and spend some time in His Word. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus teaches to be just like you. Your words are true, so with Donuts and Devos, lead us to peace. With Donuts and Devos, with Donuts and Devos. Donuts and Devos lead us to peace. Lead us to peace. Hi there, and welcome back to Donuts and Devos, where we get connected to Jesus through God's Word. I'm Mary Faith, and I have my wonderful friends and helpers here, and of course, Pastor Glaze and other special guests who pop in from time to time. They are so helpful with us as we spend some time together and we learn about God and what happened in the Bible. Forty years, forty years. You guys remembered. Well, it was pretty catchy. <laughs> so, what about the forty years? The Israelites had to be in the wilderness for forty years. Yes, they did, and I was just about to say that that was their punishment. But do you remember what God used the wilderness for? To bring people back to Him. Exactly, to bring His people close to Him, so they would trust and love Him completely. So now the people will serve their forty years and hopefully draw near the Lord. So what are we gonna learn about today? In our Bible reading, the Israelites are in their first month of their wilderness living, and well, they pretty much do what they've been doing this whole time since God led them out of Egypt. Are they still complaining? <laughs> well, let's read and find out after our prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Our Bible reading today is from Numbers chapter twenty, verses one through thirteen, and chapter twenty-one, verses four through nine. We have a little bit of a split today, so pay attention. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, "Would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord." Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. 
And the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them, and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord, as he commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and through them he showed himself holy. Now we will move forward to Numbers chapter 21. The Israelites have been moving through Edom, where they were refused passage by its king. Aaron has died on the top of Mount Hor, and after mourning his death for 30 days, the Lord led the Israelites to victory over the Canaanite king of Arad. So we pick up with Numbers chapter 21, verse 4. From Mount Hor they set out by the way to the Red Sea, to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. Mary Faith, are you aware of how much we're covering today in our reading? Yes, there is a lot we're covering today, I know. The Israelites have no water and complain. God gives them water from a rock again. Moses gets in trouble. All the people get in trouble again. Snakes and snake bites. Sorrow and repentance. A barn serpent puts on the cross. And everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. Well, I guess that about sums up our Devo today. You guys were listening very well. Yes, they were. But Pastor Glaze, didn't you say something earlier to me before we started about cross-references? Cross-references! Oh, right! Thanks for reminding me. But we're not done with our Devo yet, I even know. though they got like all the details. Right, right. I, I know it might sound like we're repeating ourselves, okay, but... But the Israelites, well, as you heard, they just aren't learning. They aren't learning to trust the Lord and how quickly they forget that he will provide for them if only they ask. It's like they are children growing up needing to learn to trust their parents, needing to learn to trust God. The Israelites are called the children of Israel. The word also calls us the children of God. 
It is good to be children in this case, children who receive everything we need to live from parents, children who receive everything we need to live from our Heavenly Father. But the people needed water. Why didn't God give them any water? Well, did they ask God for water? Um, no. These children of Israel did not ask God for water. They acted like spoiled little brats. Can can you say that word on this (laughs) podcast? Well, I mean, I feel a little justified because... Didn't there used to be, or there still are, kids' toys called brats, right? Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. And and I guess it can't be that mean of a term when it's an accurate description. Or maybe I could say little horrors or little monsters. Little monsters. <laughs> Those are synonyms. Well, you got me. Spoiled brats is a good description of how they were acting. Don't use but, those yeah, other terms. But as a disclaimer, kids out there listening, don't go around calling people that name. It just happens to be a pretty accurate word for what we're talking about and for how the Israelites are behaving, okay? Okay! God commands Moses to speak to the rock for more water. Moses is tired too, though. He's weary and even fed up with the people's complaining. He says to the people, basically, Why must I do everything for you, you ungrateful people, you? Here's your water. Then he strikes the rock and water came out. Moses did a bad thing. He was supposed to speak to the rock, not hit. He was supposed to speak to the rock, and he did hit it. And he is punished for it. Now he's not allowed to go into the promised land. Pastor Glaze, last time the people got water from a rock, didn't you have a cross-reference about the rock going with them in the wilderness and the rock was Christ? So the striking of the rock here... Is that like what's going to happen to Jesus one day? The people will strike him? And water will come out? Hmm. You know, I like that connection. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he was struck in the side with a spear, and blood and water came out. And I like to say, by that water, we have life. I think that's a fair connection. Great thought. But now, what about the snakes? I don't like snakes. I think they're cold. (laughs) Well, only the ones that don't bite, right? These snakes were fiery serpents that God had sent among the people because they were... We know, we know, complaining. (laughs) Complaining about the lack of water and complaining about the food they were eating. They were complaining about the very manna God was giving them every single day. How rude! How are these people ever going to learn to trust him? The fiery snakes bit people. The bite hurt. They burned. People were dying. If only they had listened to God and asked him for help. And they finally do. They cried out to Moses, We're sorry. We have sinned. Ask God to stop sending the snakes. The Lord tells Moses to make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So did God take away the snakes? I don't think so. In fact, it's very possible that pole with the bronze serpent went with the Israelites as they traveled in the wilderness. The snakes would bite. The person bitten would sure feel the burn and the pain. But they could look at the snake on the pole and live because that was God's promise. I think it's time for another cross-reference. You're definitely right. Hey, Mary Faith, do you want to take this one? Jesus makes it so understandable for us all. He does. In John 3, verse 14 through 15, it says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him 
may have eternal life. Whoa! Is that what that verse means? The snake on the pole foreshadows Jesus on the cross. Is this also the fulfillment of God's promise to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, verse 15? You mean when he cursed the serpent, saying, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring? He shall crush your head and you shall strike his heel. It sure sounds like it. Jesus is bitten in the heel by the serpent, but the serpent's head is crushed by the heel. Which is better? To be bitten in the heel or to have your head crushed? Bitten in the heel. Although it would hurt, bitten in the heel is better. On the cross, Jesus was raised up for us. He was crucified for our acting like spoiled um,、mm-hmm. brats <laughs> in this world. God promises that He hangs on the cross for us and that those who look to Him, believe in Him, will live and have eternal life. Jesus doesn't promise to take away our suffering, though. No, he doesn't. In fact, it's often that we do suffer that brings us to remember that we need Jesus. And he's always with us. And he's always for us. And he will always be with us and will bring us to the promised land of heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to hang on the cross for us. To hang on the cross for us. That believing in him. That believing in him. We have everlasting life. We have everlasting life. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The people seem to have already forgotten why they're in the predicament that they're in. It's their fault, isn't it? Well, yes. I mean, their unbelief and despair and lack of faith in God has led them to this place of no water. And so the Israelites do what they're best at going into full on despair mode and arguing and fighting, not only with each other, but also with Moses and Aaron. This time it's because, again, they have no water. Haven't they learned to just ask? Apparently not. I mean, not really. Just like we do, they got really grumpy and argumentative as they got thirstier and thirstier. Now, God did end up providing for them again. And that's what's interesting in the name of the place where this water came out of the rock Meribah. This made me think of that Disney movie with the red haired girl who was really good with her bow and arrow. Brave! That's the movie. And the girl's name was Merida, wasn't it? Yeah. So, what happened with Merida and her mom? Do you remember? They got into a fight. Yes. And also, her mom turned into a bear. That's right. And Merida had to find a way to fix the tear in the tapestry, which really symbolized their family and relationship. Merida and her mom didn't agree. They argued and fought with each other, kind of like we do with our own family members, right? Yeah. Now, our faith word of the day does sound a lot like Merida's name, except it's Meribah. The place where Moses struck the rock and water came out? Exactly. Now, interestingly enough, the word Meribah means conflicted or quarreling or strife. 
which is how the people were acting towards each other and God. And how Merida was with her mom. And how we can be with one another, don't you think? We don't always get along with the people in our lives. It's so easy to fall into a sinful pattern of picking fights and arguing with those we love, especially maybe our own brothers and sisters and moms and dads. Sometimes I end up fighting with someone and I don't know, I don't even know I'm doing it. That is hard, especially when you're younger and aren't always thinking about others, right? Yeah. But I think we can learn a lot from this story that happened at Meribah. When you hear that word, you can remember how God's people were angry and mad and frustrated with one another. Even Moses was tired of it all. Instead of talking to one another and treating each other with anger, we can remember that God is with us. He can help change our hearts and our actions toward each other. He can help us speak and act in love just like He does. We love because He first loved us. I really don't like snakes, but God used this creature to once again teach the Israelites to put their faith in Him and listen to His word. There were snakes in the wilderness, and whenever they bit the people, what did God tell them to do? And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent, and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. Exactly. This is Numbers 21, verse 8, and is our memory verse for today. Now, let's see. Does anybody see Mr. Fritter here? Yeah, he's right here. Hi there, kids. Good to see you this week. So what are we singing about this time? Getting bitten by fiery serpents. But don't worry, the people live. Well, most of them. Oh, whew. You had me worried there for a second. All right, let's get to singing so you can remember it. You kids ready? Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole And everyone who's bitten when he sees it shall live, sees it shall live. Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who's bitten, when he sees it shall live, sees it shall live. All right, let's give it a try, everybody. Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who's bitten, when he sees it shall live, sees it shall live. Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who's bitten, when he sees it shall live, sees it shall live. Well, you all know how I feel about snakes and serpents, but <laughs> that's right. 
I just might be singing that verse all week like I was last week. I couldn't get the 40 years part out of my head. And now I think I'll be shouting, shall live when he sees it shall live, which is a bit more positive than 40 years in the wilderness for sure. And that finishes up our devotion for this week. And be sure to join us next week. It's a rather fascinating Bible story about a talking donkey. Oh, what? <laughs> well, you'll just have to join us and see. All right, let's close with a doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Thank you once again for joining us here on Donuts and Devos. Each week it's a blessing to have you tune in with us and spend some time in God's Word. If you'd like to support our devotions, you can do so by giving a free will offering over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash donuts and devos. All donations go straight back into the show. You can also join our private Facebook group called Donuts and Devos, a podcast for kids. And if you think that other families would like our devotions, please share on your social media pages. Let families know. Help us to spread the word that Donuts and Devos does exist to help kids, families, churches, and well, pretty much anybody hear God's word and grow in faith together and in a fun, easy to implement in your home kind of way. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next time. Jesus.